0: what's going on everybody welcome to episode 237 of the dfs dose podcast your fix of daily fantasy sports information strategy and analysis i'm your host ben Hover, joined as i always am by joey carrion and on today's show we are back with another edition of the adp market report going to check in on some of this past week's biggest risers and fallers on underdog adp as nfl training camps are underway news is flowing joey before we get to the shift in adp though today's a a big day for us you know it's it's the official release of the DraftKings week one salaries and we may or may not have just spent the last hour perfecting a cash game lineup in july
1: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> huge day huge day for the fantasy crowd the dfs crowd us uh, they released the salaries a little a little early. I mean, July 29th. I, I feel like they usually release them like the first weekend of August, which would have been like next weekend. Uh, but yeah, an exciting day. Spent the last two hours looking at prices and just getting hype over week one. I think we have uh forty four forty four days until the main slate, which is on nine eleven. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait, and it's gonna be a fun time uh, talking about these week one prices on the next episode of the pod so if you want to hear us discuss our uh gpp and cash game <laughs> builds you know way too early make sure you tune tune in on monday to the next episode uh it's going to be a great time so make sure you're su- subscribed to the podcast feed and don't don't miss it it's going to be a great time
0: absolutely man there's just nothing like dfs nfl I cannot wait yeah
1: best ball is cool and all but there's nothing like sweating nfl dfs every single weekend and you know analyzing the prices and trying to make the most optimal lineups it's just a great time and it's it's it's, it's actually gonna bring some some joy into my life that is pretty devoid of it at the at this current moment so mm-hmm.
0: yes yeah, so that is that is quite quite important looking forward to that as well have about a month left of best ball coverage however and that's what we are going to be focusing on today most of the adp risers and fallers over the last seven days are guys that we've discussed uh over the past week just talking about some of the news flowing a lot of these are reactionary to the news a prime example is julio jones who I could have told you would have been the biggest riser without looking, but he's up 36.6 spots. I'm not sure if this is going to be the end of his rise or if he continues to jump over the next couple of days as well. His current ADP is 152nd overall. He's going as the wide receiver 70 as it currently stands. Obviously, fallout of his signing with the Tampa Bay Bucs.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see Julio still continue to rise. So I still believe there is some closing line value to be had in this situation if you want to draft Julio he's currently the wide receiver 70 on underdog I could see him settling into you know the wide receiver like 55 range I think that'd be you know a solid point for him to kind of plateau at as this last month of the offseason goes on I think people are just excited you know about the situation and obviously he's an ultra talented wide receiver aging a little bit yes but there's still a majority of pl- people that believe that he can still play at a a, you know decently high level so he's definitely going to rise and like i said I, I still think you can get some clv on him so he's probably a good pick just from a process standpoint
0: do you think that we should still be taking him in tournaments that have been open this whole time like for example you know in baseball mania 3 where he was going at 189 just last week now he's going at 152 can we still you know beat those teams that that had got him at, at such a good price
1: yeah i mean i think that is kind of the con about the situation is you're competing against teams that already have had him at you know, an 18th, 17th round price tag. I think on underdog, it matters a little bit less because now he's, what, a 15th round pick? So, I mean, 18th round Julio, 15th round Julio, doesn't really make a difference. Now on drafters, where Mm -hmm. he was a 20th round pick, and say he goes up to 15th, 14th, all right, we're, we're, we're getting into that territory where you probably shouldn't be drafting Julio. But then again, like, what's the probability of late round picks working out just in general, right? Right. So, I mean- 15th round 18th round 20th round does it really matter I mean if he gets up to like the 11th and then, then no you can't draft him at all but as it stands right now i think you could still draft him
0: yeah that's fair and also i mean we we talked about this weeks ago you know on on the adp market report that you know julio jones and will fuller are guys that you should be targeting because inevitably no matter where they land they were going to sky uh skyrocket like this and we saw that with julio starting to get pretty goddamn nervous about will fuller to be honest (laughs) like i don't know what the holdup is i hope that you know this theory that he's just waiting on the deshaun watson stuff is true uh because i've been drafting a ton of him so if he doesn't (laughs) end anywhere, then I'm going to be super tight, but I I still have some hope, a slight glimmer of hope, that is, that that Will Fuller will sign and, you know, have a uh, similar meteoric rise.
1: Uh, There's just no logical explanation other than he's waiting for Watson suspension. I, I think that's the only thing that makes sense at this point, unless he truly just doesn't want to play football anymore, which... Who knows?
0: Who knows? We will hopefully get some some light shined on this situation at some point. Some of the other top risers include Isaiah McKenzie, which, uh, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. He's been, you know, one of the most explosive players at Bill's camp up to this point and is, quote, looking more and more comfortable in the slot every day. Just such a cheap price tag on a guy who could end up being an every down player in this bill's offense
1: yeah i mean we were drafting him before camp uh just because we want all exposure to anybody in this bill's offense so shout out to us but i mean we talked about it on the last pod he's probably just more talented than crowder and the bills recognize that and they want to get him involved in the offense and create ways for him to uh, make, you know, explosive plays. So current ADP of 187.9, you know, he's gone up about around and a half now. And I think we will continue to see him rise as the offseason goes on.
0: Yep, James Robinson also up nearly a full round. He is up to running back 52, going at pick 162, cleared for practice sooner than expected. We don't know exactly how efficient he'll be coming off of this Achilles injury, but it is definitely good news to see Robinson back at practice with a full month to go before the season starts. I think that this rise makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense when, you know, we get the report that He's not even going on the pup list and he'll probably be ready for week one. And we talked about how James Robinson is is just a dog and you need to be drafting him just based on that simple fact. So I could see his ADP continue to climb. I think it'll probably end up plateauing around like running back 44, 45-ish. He's currently the running back 52. So I think he'll still rise like seven or eight spots or so. But yeah, he, he's definitely a late round running back target for fantasy especially if etn were to ever go down james robinson would probably assume the full workload in, in that situation
0: yep we've seen him do it before Taysom Hill is up 6.8 spots, about a half round going as a tight end exclusively on underdog. We talked on our tight end preview about just the upside of a player like Taysom Hill and the positional advantage you can get. It is worth noting, however, I think that his ADP will drop over the next week as he sustained a rib injury during Mm -hmm. camp and is out indefinitely. It it sounds like he's still on track for week one, but I don't think that they're going to rush Taysom Hill back anytime soon. So we could see his ADP drop back to a spot where it would be even even better buying opportunity
1: yeah I think he's still a buy currently at his ADP it's only risen you know 6.8 spots to 199 so I still think he's pretty cheap just from you know the, the entire theory and process surrounding Taysom Hill you know in the uh, positional value that that could bring at the tight end position. So,
0: yep. And then closing out our top five in terms of biggest risers is Wandale Robinson, who's up to wide receiver 80, going at pick 187.7. We've been just getting generally good camp buzz about Wandale. He's being used in a variety of different ways. They're putting him in motion, putting him in the backfield, kicking Saquon into the slot, just trying to get the rookie playmaker involved in all ways possible at Giants camp. So, makes sense that he's rising. I don't want to get too bullish on a guy who's upside, I think, is being Daniel Jones' fourth option in the passing game. You know, he'll mm-hmm. definitely be behind Kenny and Kadarius Tony in terms of the pecking order, and I think Saquon is ahead of him as well. So, you know, I, I don't want to get too bullish on Wandale, but I understand why the hype is driving his price up.
1: I mean, it's kind of the same situation with McKenzie, like, just from you know a prospect standpoint like he's probably a guy that you want to have the ball in his hands but like you said he's probably the fourth option and then Sterling Shepard will still you know play at one point in the season so there's probably a good chance that Wandale is the fifth option in this offense come like week 8 week 9 Yep. And I don't know. I, I like he's he's obviously still cheap, and you want to take shots on players like this and rookie wide receivers in general. And obviously, the NFL it's it's a long year, and anything can happen. So I still think he's a good pick, but. Yeah, the brakes definitely need to be pumped a little bit.
0: Yep. Speaking of pumping brakes, let's talk about some of the guys who are falling in ADP. I think the whole community is pumping the brakes on Cameron Brate. The team obviously brings in Julio Jones. So those are targets that are going to be going elsewhere. They bring in Kyle Rudolph, who at this point, I feel like has to be not too much uh, more than just, you know, dusty as hell. But I mean, Brate, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out between Brayton and Rudolph, but I personally just want zero exposure to Breit. But his price is dropping. He's he's fallen a full round over the past seven days, tight end 26.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have no interest in Brait. Russell Gage is also dropping on the Bucks. He's dropped almost 11 spots in ADP. That was standard after they signed Julio. Saw that coming. Really have no interest in Gage either at his ADP I think I would definitely become interested if he continues to drop and let's say he gets into you know the wide receiver 45 or 48 range. He's going as a wide receiver 39 right now. But yeah, so if he gets into that that range of the late 40s, uh, that's when I would uh, jump in on Russell Gage.
0: Yeah, it's just so tough to to see it. But at the same time, who knows? I, I'll be taking shots on Gage just to get a cheaper overall price to the shots that I've been taking on him. But I, uh-huh. I don't want to be paying for top 80 ADP on Russell Gage right now. I just don't think that yeah. that's too sharp given the additions that they've made recently. John Mechie is obviously falling. He will be out for the year, unfortunately diagnosed with leukemia. Hope everything goes well with his recovery. He's down to 215, no longer going to be being drafted, I think, in the coming weeks. That's pretty self-explanatory. Jamison Crowder, direct corollary to the Isaiah McKenzie hype. He is down nine spots. Going as the wide receiver, 67, and I still think you can draft Crowder. I mean, we do expect McKenzie to to play a role, but anybody in this Bills past. Catching group i think is valuable and if we're getting a discount then i i think i could be in on crowder at this price
1: yeah i I definitely agree especially if his adp continues to drop now you know you're you're gonna get crowder in the wide receiver 70s most likely he's going as a wide receiver 67 right now so that drops like five or, or six uh wide receiver spots uh you're still getting a good value on a player that you know has been pretty productive throughout his career and is still in you know, the best offense in the NFL, in my opinion. So,
0: yep. And then closing out our top five fallers. I'm nervous to even bring this up. You almost, uh, you know, attacked me when I brought up Sammy Watkins on the last episode. I know you don't want to be talking about Sammy in 2022, but he was uh, removed from the non-football injury list. He is back at practice, running with the ones, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. Is that enough for you to be wanting to uh, draft Sammy Watkins at a reduced price tag going as the wide receiver 77?
1: (laughs) I mean, obviously you could you could draft Sammy Watkins. I mean, but I don't. But are
0: you going to do it? Are no, you taking no, Sammy no, Watkins no, no, no. on your rosters? That's what the people want to know. That's what I want to
1: I mean, know. personally, I think that if, you know, you're out here in real life grinding, doing whatever you do for work, making money, trying to pay the bills, playing these best ball tournaments, if you willingly sit here and do all that to hop in a draft and put your hard-earned money that you had to put your blood, sweat, and tears in for... <laughs> And you draft Sammy Watkins, you should just be ashamed of yourself. Like you're you're just a disgrace, in my opinion. <laughs> That's how I feel about the situation.
0: All right. Well, so we know your stance on uh, on Sammy. Um. Yeah. All right. I, I I could see that. I I feel bad as a guy who's got like fifteen percent exposure. Damn. <laughs> Time to reevaluate. <laughs> time, time to reevaluate the old life. Okay, all right. Um, that 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 could be it for this beautiful episode of the ADP market report. We will be back on Monday, and I cannot wait to just dive deep into these DraftKings Week 1 prices. Make sure you guys tune in to that show. It is going to be a great show. Good vibes. We are so excited. For DFS season right around the corner, if you are not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do. We're at the DFS Dose, our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover. Joey's at Joey DFS. And if you guys want to connect with us and stay up to date with what's going on in the podcast and join our inner circle, the link to do so is via our free Discord channel. You can find that in the show notes to the podcast. To everybody listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic. Vibes.